We welcome you to the show if you don't like that. It's a bad loss for the Sacramento Kings. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. 142 to 134, the Kings lose to the San Antonio Spurs in overtime. I mean, I don't know what to say. The Spurs suck. I mean, you lose to the Spurs. The Spurs entered the game. You ready for this? 19 and 58. That's right. The Spurs entered the game with 19 wins, 58 losses. Maybe the worst home loss of the year. There have been a lot of them. The Kings at home just aren't that good. On the road, they're excellent. What the hell's going on at home? Ryan and Sacktown coming up next. Ryan, I don't know where to start. You want to start with assist-to-turnover ratio, which we look at a lot in overtime, only 24 assists and 15 turnovers. That's a very poor assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, do you want to talk about lackadaisical? Do you want to talk? See, I- I'm going to say this, Ryan. I-, I know sometimes we talk about the Kings playing to the level of the competition. Yeah. But not tonight, not today. The Kings just clinched the playoff spot, flew home, had hundreds of fans waiting for them at the airport terminal. All the fans were coming to the game today, which was a record crowd, by the way, the most fans ever to go to a Kings game at Golden One. And the Kings come out and play like that. That's alarming to me. That is alarming to me. We keep on talking about what's going on with this team at home, Ryan. Well, Grant, here's where I'm going to start. And we could have started all the places you said. Three-point shooting, Grant. This team, 11 for 44 tonight. Um, you've got De'Aaron Fox, who went he went 0 for, 0 for 8. Herder, 2 for 12. And here's the one that bugs me. Terrence Davis, 3 for 8. Why is he shooting eight three-pointers? Yep. He shouldn't be doing that. And what it boils... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, it boils down to also the zone defense. They were in zone for a while. The Kings can't crack this damn code. And it's it's starting to get a little bothersome, and the league is catching on to it. Malik Monk gets hurt, so he doesn't play, so they miss him. But you know, again, you can't you can't lose to the Spurs and use Malik Monk as an excuse. No, uh, I just don't know what's wrong with this team at home, and and let's let's not like gloss over that. This team is going to have a home playoff game, okay? Either two weeks from yesterday or two weeks from tomorrow or today. Mm-hmm. And why would I think that they're just going to be fine because they have home court advantage? If the Spurs can come in and beat the Kings at home, if Charlotte can come in and beat the Kings at home, Washington can come in. I mean, you, I can just go on and on and on. I don't understand what the problem is with this team at home. And yes, I understand what you're talking about with three point shooting, but this is this is rearing its ugly head too often right now. We we are coming on this post game talking about this issue way too much. Yeah, Grant, I, I, I'm I going to defer to you. I mean, you were in the league for 32 years. I mean, what is it about 
teams that struggle at home, especially like with the Kings, they have a great home crowd, number one. Yeah. But it, it, the rims are the same size. The basketball is the same size. You're sleeping in your own bed. Yep. Um, I, I just don't I don't understand okay. exactly what it is. I'm going to I'm going to narrow it down to this. You and I and Jerry have talked about this pretty much the entire season. The Sacramento Kings are a one dimensional team. That's yes. what they are. They are a team that is going to come out and they are going to outscore you. And the way they outscore you is they make a fairly decent percentage of three-pointers, okay? On nights, when their three-point shot is not there, they have no other way to beat you. They can't beat you with defense. They can't beat you with a half-court game. They just can't beat you. So on nights, when you have your backcourt shooting the way they are, the Kings really have little to no chance of winning. Other teams, when their three evaporates, they find ways to still compete and beat you because they have a B and a C part of their game. The Kings right. don't have that. The Kings have one aspect that they know they do well and their opponent knows they do well and one aspect only. That is, they're going to outscore you. You had enough points to win tonight, did you not, Ryan? You had you enough have, points to win. I know Absolutely. it went overtime. So, but but look at the overtime score, Ryan. Think about that. In five minutes of play, think about this, Ryan. In five minutes of play, the Spurs outscored the Kings 19-11. How do you give up 19 points in five minutes to a 19-win team? Come on now. Well, Grant, that's what they do. And when you're talking about the Kings not having another option when the threes aren't going in, here, here's perfect example. They have a second option. It's Domas Sabonis. You know how many shots he took tonight, Grant? 12. 12 shots tonight. Not enough. 44 threes. It's not enough. They've got to know, they've got to get him more involved because as that ball goes in, it can come out just as quickly for a better look from beyond the arc if that's what they're looking for. And he also did not shoot well from the line. He missed five free throws, but he played 39 minutes, Ryan, and only had 12 shots. Okay. And then a guy like Doug McDermott goes off in the second half and the Kings yep. have no answer. They don't have a defender that they can put on him. That's even, you know, cool him off for a couple of minutes. So this is again, and, and I will say this. All right. They are a one dimensional team. And when those threes go dry, this Kings team's going to have trouble in the playoffs because they're not playing the Spurs in the playoffs. They're going to be playing a good team in the first round. And there's just, there's no other fallback for this team. And I know that, and, and here's something else that happened tonight. Memphis lost. They knew Memphis lost. Right, right. Chance, Ryan, to be right on the doorstep of the number two seed. And here's the other aspect of tonight. Tonight's loss may have cost them 50 wins this year. So there, there, there were a lot of bad things that happened in this game today. Yeah, I'm not so concerned about the 50 wins thing. I know that the team has been talking about it a little it's a bit. a nice number, though. It, it is a nice number, Grant, but it, it doesn't really change much for this season. I don't look at it that much different if you have 50 as opposed to 48-49. I don't disagree. But that being said, here's my trouble. The three ball is not going right. You are still, you should theoretically, whether you're at home or you're on the road, you should be good enough to beat a 19-win team. 
you should be able to find a different way and grind that out. So the fact that the three was that far off and San Antonio still was in the game or the Kings yeah. were still battling with them, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like I don't know what the answer is at home, Grant. I don't. Okay, you have one home game left, okay, against Golden State. The Sacramento Kings at home are 23 and 17. 23 and 17 would be looked upon as a bad record, even for a non-playoff team. Okay, I want to repeat myself. A right. record of 23 and 17 is would, would still be a poor record, even for a non-playoff team. This is a team that's going to be the second or the third seed, and they have a poor home record. That's alarming. It is, Grant, and we're talking about 50 wins for a second. The Kings win half of that 17 that they lost. You're flirting with 60 wins at that point. You're flirting with territory of that 0-2 team, but here's the other alarming part. Let's say the Kings do draw the Warriors in the first round. Not only is it kind of a blurred home court advantage, you're going to now have the Warriors fans just taking over the building. Uh -huh. So you almost lose the home court advantage at that point. So it, it's going to be really tricky. And I, I mean, I think they've got to slow things down a little bit at home. They they have to, at least with the three-point shooting. Well, uh, I just, um, th I don't even know what else to say. Uh, th this was a really bad, I'm looking at some of the messages here. Okay, so I want to get to this one. Yes, could easily have won with a decent defense, but the Kings don't have a decent defense. They have a bad defense. That's the point we're trying to make. They don't have a decent defense. They don't. And, you know, again, the, the, the San Antonio Spurs are one of the worst teams in the NBA. And they come in and put 142 points on the board, albeit an extra five minutes. 19 that in that happen? extra five. 19 in that 19? extra five. 19. Uh, that that should and that's well, you know the, that, that's on pace for well over 40 points in a quarter exactly right grant i mean if san antonio can put 19 on you in five minutes what the heck is golden state gonna do what's minnesota gonna do um that's minnesota where i had a bad loss tonight boy they lost they to the did Blazers. yep they did indeed um i don't know if it comes down to a little bit of fatigue or, or you know just end of the season stuff but you hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the show if this happened tonight and the Kings hadn't had the bad losses at home throughout the season, it wouldn't, it'd be a one-off. It'd be an outlier, but this isn't an outlier. This is a trend grant. It is a trend, you know? Oh, uh, again, <laughs> this is a bad loss. Okay. Ryan, do you think this is the worst home loss of the year? Oh, again, think about this. They, just clinch, just clinch the playoff spot. First time for the fans to celebrate with you. 19 win team day off. So it's not a back to back and you lay an egg. Yeah, it, it is the worst home loss by far. Yeah. When, when you put it in that terms, you think about the fans um, and you think about who you're playing. 19 wins a team that has nothing to play for. Um, and credit to the Spurs for playing their guys, right? They didn't rest them. They're not going for the one pick. Um, and no. credit to Coach Pop, or Coach Pop. But this is the worst loss, Grant. What do you think? I think the last two games at home 
have been the worst losses of the year. And I'm I'm well aware that Minnesota is a reputable team, not great, but matchup problems. The Kings right. had a chance. You saw the scene at the airport. That should have been the scene at the Golden One Center. Yes. I was I was really bothered by the fact that the Kings let their fans down for the Minnesota game. That could have been and would have been the greatest moment in the history of that young building. And the Kings disappointed their fans by losing to Minnesota. Then here we are in the next home game. Fans now are all happy celebrating for the last few days after clinching. And you have a team that you should destroy. Okay. You should absolutely mop up with. And you, you, you let them come in and put 142 on the board. I mean, it's all, it's bad. It's just no other way to say it because you are going to be playing home games in the playoffs. You're not, you're not playing all your games on the road. And I got to tell you, Ryan, you know, if I had a magic button and I could say, okay, you know, I'm sorry, Kings fans, but Grant Napier has just decided that the Kings are not playing any home games in the playoffs. I, I think they would have a better chance of succeeding. I really do. I don't, I don't disagree with you, Grant. And I know Malik was a late uh, scratch for this game, but the other kind of trend that we're seeing is the bench, the lack of or contributions. I mean, what's going on with Lyles? Only three points tonight, okay? Um, only taking three shots. Trey Lyles needs way more than three shots off the bench. Um, there's just not enough scoring. I mean, yep. Alex Len, he was a nice presence inside tonight, yep. I thought. Um, he played some good minutes, but it, the bench is also becoming a little bit of an issue yes. in these losses. And and I guess I turn the question back to you about you know the different scenes and the people coming to the airport. Is this moment too big for this team, do you think? Shouldn't be. Uh, they have a player on their team that's won a championship. They've got other players that have been in a playoff series, so it shouldn't be. You know, the other aspect of overtime, the Spurs did all of this. They scored, they scored 19 without their starter in Zach Collins, who fouled out in regulation, you know? Yeah. And he had 16 points uh, in regulation, along with six rebounds and three. He, he didn't even play. He yeah. wasn't even on the floor in overtime and they still got mopped up in overtime being outscored 19 to 11. So, you know, I, I don't want to make too much out of one loss, but you, you used the key word a moment or two ago, trend. This is an alarming trend. You know, it's not just a one-off. It's not, well, gee, it's okay. They, this doesn't happen very often. Don't sweat it. No, this happens all too often. Yep, exactly right. I mean, I guess the only bright thing about this trend is it's against teams that the Kings are much better and then they're, they're going to be seeing better teams now in the playoffs. But, um, you know, it, it, I guess the troubling thing, you do this in the playoffs, that six, seven point lead that San Antonio had, that's going to be 12 or 13 against Golden State. That's going to be 11 against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the room for air is narrowing and they've got to get this one out of their system really quick and not have another one like it. Here's the one thing, um, you know, ESPN had a 99, 96% chance. I know. Uh, here's another one. Can you learn by bad losses? Well, obviously the answer to that question is no. You know, I don't know if you were of this, but there are only four games left and the Kings obviously have not learned by their previous bad home losses. So, and, and I don't agree with this either. See, dog, I, I don't agree with this at all. It's not a good wake-up call. We've got, they, they've had numerous wake-up calls this year. Numerous, numerous wake-up calls. It's not a wake-up call. It's a, an alarming trend, okay? If this was a oddity, 
if this was an aberration, I would say, yeah, it could be a wake up call. This wasn't an app. This isn't an aberration. This is a constant trend. Trends not even we, we, we don't even need to use the word trend. This has been happening all season. This is not something that just started happening. This has happened all season at home all season. Yes, it has, Grant. And at this point in the season, this team shouldn't need a wake-up call. What's to wake up at this point? You're the three seed in the West. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, it's hard to explain at home. I mean, they've just I, – I guess they've got to – getting. let's just start with getting out to a good start. That is key for them at home. Absolutely mm-hmm. key. They almost need to have a lead. But the magic number for this team, Grant, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's 30. They've got to have 30 assists to win a game. They yep. absolutely have to have it. And when they don't, this is what happens. Yeah. You see what Pop did to a good um, chat at the end of the game. He, you know, you could see when Kevin Herter missed that shot at the end of regulation, Pop said to his team, okay, you know what? No matter what, but De'Aaron Fox is not beating us. That's okay. right. They doubled. I, I, I'm just surprised we haven't seen more teams do that. It is a little bit surprising, right? Maybe it's because of the Sabonis factor, but yeah, not enough teams run a second guy at De'Aaron to get the ball out of his hands early. Yeah. All right. 142 to 134. Are you as bummed as we appear to be? I mean, I just, I don't understand how the Kings can play so poorly so often at home. Again, let's put this into perspective now. The Kings are going to either be the suit, the two seed or the three seed in the West. They they will end up, obviously, anywhere between 47 and 50 wins. That's a good team. That's a good record. And yet at home, they're only six games over 500 and have lost to some of the worst teams in the league at home. I don't yep. get it. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, every basketball team, whether you're in Milwaukee or Boston um, or Denver, you're going to have a quirk, right? But it's usually not something as big as playing at home, especially when your road record is as strong as the Kings road record is. So uh, it's one of those things, Grant, there's not a specific medicine to fix it. And you just got to hope that it's going to improve and, you know, uh, they clean it up. And you have the Lakers are blowing out the Rockets. They're going to win. They're surging now. Keep your eye on the Lakers. Yep. The Warriors are in Denver, and uh, that game is underway. It's 21 to uh, 13. Okay. And you have Memphis, who lost already. You have the Timberwolves, who lost. You have a lot of teams that are around you that are losing or at lost, but particularly Memphis. And you're not able to take advantage of that. And, you know, Golden State is taking on a Denver team again without Nikola Jokic, and they're up 23-17 right now uh, in the first quarter. So, you know, the Jazz lost to Brooklyn. As I said, Chicago beat Memphis 128-107. to Portland went into Minnesota. I mean, I don't know how the hell that happens. And they won 107-105. Guess who yeah. else lost again today in overtime? All right, Dallas. They <laughs> lost 132-130. to 130. Say goodbye to the Mavericks, would you please? Get yeah. more, all right? And then you have the Kings who could not take advantage and beat a 19-win team on your home floor. Well, you also – one thing we have not addressed uh, either, and by the way, the Kings have had 
golden opportunities to move up in the standings and mm-hmm. they've they've just not capitalized but um rebounding tonight rebounding mm-hmm. was a huge thing second chance points 14 offensive rebounds yeah. for um the spurs and we were out rebounded by nine in total and you would think with alex lynn on the court that the rebounding would be a little bit better for the kings but it obviously was not i mean grant what do you make of this situation because a lot of people are now and i i kind of went off on it they're saying Metu's garbage. He shouldn't be on the court. Now we like Lynn. It, it's the thing of the season, right? But it seems like Metu is out of this rotation. Yes, tonight. it does. It does. That's that's what Mike Brown's trying to figure out as we get down to the playoffs. You're going to take you're going to take your eight best players, and they're going to play the vast majority of your minutes. Your ninth and tenth players are going to play sparingly in the playoffs, if at all. Uh, that will be dependent on foul situations, you know, trends of a game. But you're going to have basically eight players playing the bulk of your minutes. The question is, all right, who is the ninth player right now? I mean, as you said, Alex Len off the bench tonight played 13 minutes and had some pretty good numbers. And he's been yeah. playing, you know, he's been part of the rotation now. Is he going to be part of that eight to nine man mix? But you're right about Metu. He's fallen out. He's fallen out of the lineup again. He didn't even get into the game today. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't have gotten in in Portland if it wasn't for the blowout. No, he would not have. So you yeah. got to figure. You got to figure he's not in the rotation. You got to figure that Holmes is not obviously in the rotation. Right. So your your three your your three guys that are going to play off the bench are going to be Monk, assuming that he's fine, Lyles, and Mitchell. All right. Those are those are and 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 Kessler Edwards is in that mix, right? Yeah. No, I I think you're definitely going to get a decent dose of Kessler yes. Edwards. So that's I, I nine think it, players. Yeah, Lynn Kessler. I think Kessler could eat into Mitchell's minutes a little bit. I know yep. they play different positions. I think you're but, right. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think that's going to be the mix. It's going to be Holmes that's out. Metu will be out. Terrence Davis will be out. Yeah. And Deladova, obviously, with the hand injury, he or finger injury, he's out. Um. So that looks like what Mike Brown's going with, and maybe he's trying to get Lynn these minutes now because he's looking at the potential playoff matchups with the teams that are in the seating. So the yep. Lynn is a little bit more um, comfortable with the starters and the guys on the floor. All right. The big question is, uh, what's the uh, side bet on you and Sea uh, dog for the big matchup? tomorrow? <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet. Um, we'll, we'll come up with some good ideas uh, for that, but I'm excited for his Huskies and I am so excited for my what you, Aztecs. What was your heart rate uh, like on the final 30 seconds of that game yesterday? Uh, my Apple Watch said 132. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So it actually, it kind of got spoiled for me because my phone started ringing about 10 seconds before the guy shot the shot for us. And I was like, oh, crap. That means they they made it and they won because I was behind a little bit. Lydia, the games haven't started yet, okay? So, I mean, can we wait till uh, the playoffs Come and see no, how they she's, do at home. She, no, she's right. She's right. Because there's people selling tickets on secondary markets already for the playoffs. So Seriously? season ticket. Yeah, season ticket holders. Because you have to have tickets and you know. Yeah, but she's assuming are. they're going to lose. Oh, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. about reselling tickets to the best of my knowledge. Am I, oh, do I have okay. you straight I, there, Lydia? All right, here yeah, we go. You're right. Here she, here she goes. 375 to 5,000 for tickets. Well, you know, Lydia, it's uh, supply and demand. I understand where you're coming from, but 
it's supply and demand. And I will tell you, if you had tickets for the playoffs and you put them on the secondary market and you could get 10 times your money, you might sell your tickets. I'm not saying you would. I'm just saying you may or what have you. So it's it's what we live by in this country and supply and demand. And that's the way it's going to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. And 375 grants actually pretty cheap for a playoff ducket. I would I would swoop that up if that's available. Um, I guess Jerry Reynolds was there tonight, according yeah. to Connor O'Kelly. I, yeah, I that's that. what uh, I've been seeing on the stream. Good to see that. Uh, so, you know, a day game, Jerry can get out and make sure he gets home before his bedtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to tell him he's not allowed at any more games now after yeah. today's performance. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Five tickets in Section 112 Row M for 3000 $325. Wow. It's about right. It's well, about right. I mean, you can ask whatever you want to ask for a ticket. I mean, it doesn't mean that yeah. somebody's going to buy it. But um, back in the day, I know, Grant, you got in for free. But when I would go to playoff games, it, commonly, if it was standing room only, that's still about 175 200 bucks. Here's Lydia coming back. Uh, yes, Grant, what I was trying to say is maybe since the playoffs, We'll give them a better reason to win at home. You know, that maybe Lydia, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just know that it's uh, a little disturbing what's going on at home. Pop and Jerry had a short conversation during the game. You'll have to ask him what they talked about. Yeah, we will. When he comes on the show on Wednesday, uh, we'll do that. Pop's the best. So yeah, I'm, I, I told you, I spent a whole week with him in Serbia back in 2007 yeah. and it was fascinating. It was fascinating to get to know him. Didn't Pop get you in? Was it Pop or Vlade that got you into the red wine? Uh, I didn't have a lot of red wine that trip, but it was Pop. Pop is a um, Pop is a big time wine connoisseur. Yeah. Big time loves his uh, red wine. You know. Yep, he's almost a yeah. sommelier. Yeah, well, Bill Land and Sean Elliott. I mean. They're great. And when Jerry and I used to do the Spurs games, we used to talk with Bill and Sean probably as much as any broadcast crew in the league. We used to love speaking to them and we had great chats. And so I know they're extremely fond of uh, Jerry. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Wow. Here's one for you. I got front row seats in my living room and no line to the restroom. Good for you. Hey, you know? there you go. You can't beat that, MJ. I like that. Andrew, actually, one of our uh, viewers, he won one of the raffles to get tickets. So he's one of the lucky ones. So keep watching your emails if you guys signed up. You know, I would say the Kings are a resilient team, Rich. I, I agree with that. But that doesn't change how poor they've been at home this year in too many games. So we're, we are giving them credit. That's the point that we're trying to make here. But we're not going to just gloss over and ignore all the bad losses at home, considering that the Kings are going to be a home court advantage in the first round, particularly. I got to tell you this, Ryan. I think I'm going to put this down into a, a nutshell here. Okay. Home court advantage really only means one thing. Only means one thing. It means that if that series goes seven, the game is on your home floor. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything other than that. You're going to tell me you would be confident about the Kings on their home floor game seven against any team in the league that's in the playoffs? I wouldn't. No. I, I would I would put them winning a game seven. Doesn't even matter who they're playing. At best, 
at 50-50. You wouldn't say that about any other home team in the playoffs if they had a home game seven, okay? You wouldn't say that. The Kings are going to be the only team in the playoffs if the series goes seven where they're at home, where their winning percentage is no more than 50-50. All the other teams that could be in a possible game seven at home, that would be much higher, not the Kings. Do you agree or disagree with that? Grant, I agree. And I'm going to pose this question, Grant. If you got to choose this scenario, any team in the league, would you, if it was game seven, would you rather have the Kings on the road or would you rather have them at home? I'd rather have them on the road. Me too. Me too. There's something about the road. Those boys thrive on it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, they didn't thrive tonight or today. 142. Uh, to 134. Hey, we want to tell you uh, about Bennett's. They are coming to Rockland real soon. They are currently in Roseville and Sacramento, Sacramento, Howe and Fair Oaks, Roseville, Eureka and Lead Hill Road. Their prime seafood and steaks. Incredible. I love the redfish with the side of sauteed spinach. If I'm going with the seafood, if I'm going steak, I mean, depending on who I'm with, uh, the porterhouse is phenomenal. Bone in ribeye, the uh, prime New York, they have hanger steak. It's awesome. Weekend prime rib, the weekend brunch. Uh, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. You can go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com for more information, food to go, the menu, everything else. That's Bennett's. 142 to 134. And the Kings give up 19 points in overtime. Wow. It's a tough one. Maybe uh, they're saving their best and their thank you f- to the crowd for the Warriors game because that's all I can think of at uh-huh. this point. Um, but on to the Pelicans and um, put this one in the rearview mirror. It's hard to believe, though, because they, they beat the Spurs three times coming into this game all by double digits this season. Yeah, this has nothing to do with it. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fans getting back to their seats late. And again, this is the trend that I've noticed in all arenas across the country that have all the bells and whistles now. What what has happened in pro sports is that going to the game now is it, it, going to a game now is not just about going and cheering from your seat. Going to a game now is so much more. It's a social scene. It's about going up to the beer pavilion on the third, on the upper tier. It's about going into the clubs. If you're a premium ticket holder, which are so nice with the free food and you have the beverage flowing and nice, comfortable seats and it's socializing. Okay. It's like being at a party. Okay. That didn't used to happen with the old buildings. I mean, if you were at Arco at halftime, you you didn't even want to be on the concourse because it was too damn crowded. So you would get up, maybe go to the restroom and then it was, a pain in the ass to be on the concourse. So you would head back to your seat. Now at these new buildings across the league, and I know I've been to all of them. It's the same thing in every building. You look at the beginning of the third quarter and all of these arenas across the league, and you see nothing but empty seats. And yet those teams win at home and the Kings don't. So it really has nothing to do with that. It just doesn't. And theoretically, wouldn't the empty seats help the Kings? Because there's less cheering for the Kings. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. But yeah, that's the new trend to to be in the clubs. And like you said, Sacramento does have very nice clubs underneath. It's dessert time at halftime um, if you have club uh, seats. You know, Jay thinks the Kings are going to be playing the Clippers uh, in the first round. I'd much rather play the Clippers than the Lakers. I'll tell you that. I'd much rather play the Clippers than the Warriors. I'll tell you that. I mean, 
I don't want to see the Warriors or the Lakers in the first round. Uh, the Clippers, I'd be okay with playing the Clippers in the first round. I'd be thrilled to see the Clippers and throw the Timberwolves in that group that I yeah. don't want to see in the first round. With their loss today to Portland, you probably won't. Yeah, yeah. So. No. All right. Again, 142 to 134. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time, please give us a thumbs up. Hit that like button. And if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And remember, if you have any plumbing issues, just go to newworksplumbing.com or sacserviceplumbing.com. You can call the number on your screen. They have got a fix for you. Emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They will be there with their 20 Four seven service. Sackserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. So we talk about three-point shooting, the lack of assist, and you know, no Malik Muck, but San Antonio was shorthanded too. It's just bad game. No other, no other way to say it. Bad game, bad time. But we're starting to say bad game, bad time too much. Um, yeah. So uh yeah, let, let's just move on from it. I mean, there's not much more to say about it. I mean, they played shorthanded without Monk tonight. Um, you know, the rebounding, like we said, uh, it, it's just those two keys, Grant, you said it a few games ago, high assists, low turnovers. That's the yeah. Kings formula. Hey, Paul, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Kings scored 176 in that game. That means they won the game. Are you aware of that? Okay. Ryan wants to, they want to know. Uh, Rich wants to know if you're in San Diego tomorrow. Rich, I have been trying to get Grant. You can confirm this. I have been trying to get his contact information since early last week. Uh, no, I'm not going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be here. But go ask X, buddy. All right, 142 to 134, the final right here. Going to be UConn. People put them as the big time favorite of the four teams. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Um, I mean, apprehensive for sure, but you, you said it best to me before we came on. It's 40 minutes of basketball. It's just one game for the title. And, um, I, I'm going to put my money on San Diego state. UConn's been rolling, but if San Diego state plays defense, like they normally do, and they don't give up 40 in the first half, like they did to FAU and they slow the game down against UConn. Cause we have the athletes to, you know, defend them and kind of make it tough on them then that gives them a chance to win, and they absolutely have to hit their free throws. Free throws, free throws, free throws. Okay. Now, I think the way the game is called is going to be huge. Uh, I yes. just could not believe the way the game was called yesterday. I mean, so that that's going to be a big factor as well because if you just talked about defensively, are they going to let the, the, the boys play or not, you know? We'll see. Traditionally, they let them play a little bit more yes, later do. in the tournament, but um, hopefully that's the case for SDSU because that's their bread and butter, just like Kings three ball. Their bread and butter is getting up in your grill, and that's the other thing, pressure, uh, full-court pressure the entire game. Were you among those that were shaking your head about the way the game was called yesterday? A little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, It was confusing, but I, I wasn't going to let it get me get to me i was you know what i was more concerned about grant was them getting down when san diego state gets down 12 15 that's they're not the kings correct um they can make up 15 points like that they take up pretty much every second of the shot clock on offense so um it's it's not getting down by a big lead but officiating had something to do with it for sure all right the warriors are in denver they're leading 44 to 31 and the lakers are rolling they're going to beat 
uh, Houston. And, you know, again, Nikola Jokic out with a calf injury. So, you know, that obviously is completely derailed Denver for now. Phoenix, it, when I mean derailed it, they're still the number one seed. And with Memphis yeah. losing, they're probably going to hold on to that. Phoenix is beating Oklahoma City with four and a half left in the fourth at OKC 114 to 106. Again, Memphis lost earlier. Utah lost. Minnesota lost. Dallas lost. It seems like everyone else lost except for, and now the Lakers have beat the Houston Rockets 134 to 109. I'm telling you, the Lakers, you don't want to see them in the first round, Rhino. No, I, you I do don't. Not. Anyway, I don't I want don't. to speak for you. I, I don't want to see the Lakers in the first round. That to me nope. is just not a recipe for success right now. And guess what? With the win now, the Lakers have 40 wins, all right, and 38 losses. Yeah. Um, I well, and they've been through a lot this season, injury wise. Yeah. A lot different than the Kings. Um, so yeah, I don't want to see the Lakers whatsoever, especially if they're starting to hit their stride. But I want to go back to what you said about Jokic, calf injury. That's something that can linger if yes. if it's legitimate. Yes, if it is legitimate. Yes. And you know, if and again, I'm only saying if, I'm just giving this scenario. If Denver were to play in the first round. A healthy Lakers team. Don't you think I, that that a lot of people would give that as a toss-up series? I'm not going toss-up, but uh, that's a series you are keeping a very, very close eye on. A lot would depend on Anthony Davis and his health at that point. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that that would be. I, I would not be. That's not what you play for as the one seed. Let's put it that way. To yeah. Draw that team. Well, there's uh, uh, the final week of the season, Ryan. The final week you have at New Orleans, at Dallas, home Golden State, at Denver. New Orleans, to me, is going to be a the, – the, the Dallas, to me, looks like they're in the tank. They're competing, but they're losing. So, New Orleans. You know, we just talked about the standings in the West. The Pelicans have been playing very well lately. Yes, they right? have. They have been playing very well. I'm looking at their record right now. They're seventh. They've won seven of ten. They're seventh in the West. This is a huge game for the Pelicans coming up. Yeah, and we know the Pelicans are capable of beating the Kings, even with their D-League team. Worst loss, worst road loss of the season, 32 points um earlier in the season so yeah uh the pelicans it's all about who's hot coming into mm -hmm. i mean not too long ago they were trying to get in the plane but now they are in the seventh seed firmly and um that game's gonna be big and you talk about the dallas game even if dallas isn't playing well when you see the kings play like this at home against the spurs all of these games i'm gonna say are toss-ups at this point for the kings if not some advantage to the other team the Warriors are going to be playing for a lot coming up yes. this weekend. The Kings could also. The Kings could still be playing for the number two seed. And if you can get the number two seed, you're going to jump all over that. But between now and then, at New Orleans and at Dallas, and again, the Warriors are currently fifth in the West, and the Lakers are rolling right now. They are trying to avoid being in the play-in tournament. So this is going right down to the last game. This is going down to the wire in the West. 
Grant, let me ask you a question. Let's say uh, the Warriors fall a little bit before the uh, Kings' next home game against them. Mm-hmm. Um, what if the Kings were in a position where they could decide whether or not they would play the Warriors and it's a situation where if the Kings win, they could be playing the Warriors in the first round? How do you play that? Mike Brown knows the Warriors inside out, and he also knows all the matchups. And, the, the, you know, he's got it down pretty good. I think Mike Brown would coach the game without telling anyone how he was going to coaching it a certain way. You know, oh, okay. I think he would keep it to himself. And I think that you would know by his rotations and the way they play the game. Uh, I I personally, when I have it, if, if I ha- have a team like the Kings who have been as good as they've been all year and have surprised teams everywhere. And they're really one of the big stories in the NBA. I'm not really coaching a game with the final weekend of the season upon me any differently than I would if the game were two months ago, meaning that I'm trying to win the game. I'm not trying to wish who I play the following weekend. If I'm a believer in my team, and I know that my team is good, bring them on, okay? Bring them on. Because I can tell you that the players in the Kings locker room are not just happy to be in the playoffs. They think they can win a couple of playoff series. All right, then what difference does it make who you play? If you really feel that way, bring them on, let's do it, toss the ball up, and let's go from there. In a perfect world, Ryan, you and I talk about matchups all the time. You'd rather play this team because of the matchup, this team you match up well against, this team you don't match up well against. I think when you get down to the final weekend of the season and you're playing a team like the Warriors, and if you win, you might be playing them the following weekend. If you lose, you won't. I still think you go out and you win the game. That's what I think. Because here's the other deal, Ryan. If you play the Warriors next Friday night and you win and the Warriors are full strength, why would you think you couldn't beat them if you started playing them for real the following Saturday? Yeah, great point, Grant. And not to mention what it does for the guys in the locker room, too. If it, it, it kind of would say you're scared of that team and, you know, not having faith in your boys that they can go out and beat yep. anybody. So very well said, as John Finch said. A, a cleanly shaved John Finch, I should say. That's right. We like that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun uh, during the uh, last game. And we appreciate John uh, for yeah. joining us and shaving his beard. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I hope Cody Rhodes wins tonight. WrestleMania Sunday, buddy. Old wrestling. Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare. Never heard of him. You don't know your wrestling? No, never heard of him. I know who Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. I know who Gorilla Monsoon is. Do you? I know who Gorilla Monsoon is. I used to watch, I used to watch Gorilla Monsoon and Ivan Putski and that, those were my two favorites. So, uh, Ivan Putski. Am I? Yeah. I, you, you recall that name? No, I do not. I Go do look not it up. recall. All right. Go look it All up. Right. Yeah. All right. Gorilla Ivan Monsoon, Putsky. Ivan Putski. Okay. okay. So you have a little homework. Homework indeed. I will take that. I will take that. <laughs> All right. I think, I, I think the Kings are going to be just fine because now they're leaving uh, Sacramento and they're going to be on the road. So they'll be, <laughs> they'll be just fine coming up. <laughs> agreed. Agreed, partner. All right. Hey, you know, I wish you the very best tomorrow. Same with uh, Sea Dog. You know what I hope? I hope that when we are talking about this on Tuesday, we're not talking about a bad call 
or a, a blowout. I just hope it's a really good college basketball game. That's what I hope. Me too, Grant. And uh, well said. I'm just going to leave it at that. And you know what? Even making it this far, uh, that's just so special. It's program changing. For UConn, a little bit different. They've been here. But um, to Sea Dog, we've got some revenge on our mind because you guys knocked us out of the Sweet 16 yep. before this season. That was the furthest we had ever been. So. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Uh, in the next game against New Orleans, I will have a photo uh, that we will put up for uh, our Kings fans that are watching abroad. And all you need to do is go to uh, gnapier at gmail.com. One other item of business. Uh, I want to say thank you to those that have emailed me about the shirts. We had to uh, do a little bit more sizing due to orders. We didn't have certain sizes. So I believe that all the shirts will be out no later than Monday or Tuesday, correct? Correct. Absolutely yeah. right. Some yeah. maybe even delivered by me. Oh. And, uh, yeah, hey. we'll see. We'll if see. this man's team, the Aztecs, win tomorrow, he may he may deliver them at four in the morning because he's going to be so pumped up he won't be able to sleep. He may be like Santa Claus, you know, coming out in the middle of the night to deliver <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, if, if this man's Aztecs win the national championship, you might get a notification on your phone that says you're live and you're going to be like, what? I, I'm not on right now. <laughs> I might steal the ship. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying. You're, you're killing me. I'm trying to look up something real quick before we get off. But uh, yeah. this is I'll tell you one thing, though. This is going to be a really fun week, Ryan. You know, think about this. You're coming down to the wire. There are so many things that are up for grabs this is really going to be fun this is going to be a fun week i can't wait darn right darn right and uh and we got the masters too on top of that i I love watching the masters yeah we do have the masters all right buddy have yourself a good evening and we'll be doing this pre-game halftime post-game for the game coming up at new orleans Sounds good. Thanks, partner. And by the way, you have homework too. You need to look up who Cody Rhodes is. So Cody Rose? Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Okay. Cody Rhodes. R-O-A-D-S or R-O-W-D-S? R-H-O-D-E-S. Okay. R-H-O-D-E-S. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll look up Putsky. All right. <laughs> Ivan Putsky. Putsky. <laughs> Got it. All right. Thanks, partner. I'm sorry. I didn't know who Mr. Rhodes was. Is he going to come kick my ass now because I didn't know who he was? Maybe. All right. Thank you, everyone. So R-H-O-D-S. I got it. I'm looking it up right now as we get off the air. So long, everybody. (laughs) Have a good Sunday. Bye-bye.